everybody. Welcome back for another bonus episode of the Echo Leadership Podcast. We're continuing a conversation around showing up as a leader. Today, you're going to hear a conversation with my good friend, Ray Hudson. He's a church planter. He started his church in the midst of COVID. This guy is a great leader, entrepreneur, great thinker. I think you're going to be encouraged by the conversation. Let's tune in for a fantastic leadership conversation with Ray Hudson. Hey, everybody. I'm here today with Ray Hudson, who's a lead pastor of City Center Church in Berkeley, California, and is doing a killer job. He launched his church in the midst of the crisis and uh, has a lot to teach and share with us today about his experience and how he's showing up in the midst of a crazy season. Ray, thanks so much for making time to hang out with us. Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, Andy, you guys are doing amazing stuff, and so it's a privilege to be here right now. Yeah, one of the... Well, you, you know, for me personally, I, I always love getting to watch people like you who have a vision, you bring it into fruition, um, and even having the privilege of having conversations before you started the church now to see that you pivoted, you made some really uh, significant decisions that in the midst of the crisis where it would have been easier to not start the church, you went ahead and started it anyways. And before we get into that story, though, I'd love to hear from you just even in this journey, your own growth and development as a leader, uh, like how are you improving and getting better as a leader through the crisis? Yeah, I think there's actually two ways that are kind of working together. Uh, The first one is just the consistency, which we already had, but being even more consistent in prayer and uh, reading. Uh, I know it's kind of small, but I think it's huge though. For me, it's a foundational, especially to keep, uh, keep going in the middle of such a crazy season to feel like God's directing and kind of we're going. Uh, but another thing for me too, is I've been working at trying to read one book a week. Um, so trying to get through a book in a week and keep, and then just pulling out the thing that's uh, going to help me in my journey to, to keep innovating, keep going, uh, to not stop. So that's been great for me to be able to do really those two things to keep, um, keep pushing. I haven't hit the book a week every, t- uh, every week, um, but working uh, towards that. So it's been, so it's been fun. That's awesome, man. What would you say are uh, some of the bo- the best books that you've read this year? Yeah, or that you read in twenty twenty, I should say. Yeah, I think one of my favorite ones is "Start with Why." Um, Simon Sinek, such a great. I'm a great author, but I think especially for our team, like it was one of those things that helped us to rethink through um, the why, but then also changing our scorecard a bit. So we've been working on our scorecard. So we've been looking at that, going back through good, good to greats, another great book to just kind of wet the whistle back on. So there's been uh, books like that that we've been, I've been journeying through. That's awesome. What would you say in uh, good to great, what concept most is shaping the culture for your team at this point? Yeah. And I think actually those two books work together because why, and then I think that good, like, especially on our team, we have a, we have a lot of people that, that have a passion to do a lot of good things. Um, and so what we, but what you find is that there's a lot of good things that get in the way of the thing that really is going to help push the church forward. And so what we've been talking about is, man, there's a lot of good things that we're doing, but what's actually hitting the mission and, mm-hmm. and giving us momentum. And I think that that like really coupling those two thoughts have really helped our team to say, Hey, all these things that we've been doing are, are great, but are they pushing forward our mission? Is that flywheel going faster or is it slowing it down? And so, um, so I'd say that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Good to Great is a such a classic um, leadership book. For me personally, it's one of those I have on Audible that I listen to about once a year just to like 
replay mm-hmm. it over and over again. And um, I love that you're pushing yourself to read a book a, a week in the midst of this this season. Um, I, I'd love for you to talk about, you know, kind of going back to the beginning of COVID, or March of 2020, you had already had this vision to start the church and then everything happens and you're like, okay, I got to scramble, figure this out, move things digitally, still start the church in this in a totally different way than you imagined. Talk about some of the pivots that you've made and maybe one pivot that most worked in the midst of this crisis. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about, it seems like so long ago, March now, because of all of the changes. Um, but I think for us, the biggest pivot was really going online, I think, because it allowed us to, uh, we hadn't started yet. We were talking about launching September 13th, 2020, March hits. Uh, we have all these strategic plans, uh, but that shift to go online um, was pivotal. I mean, I don't know if you remember, we talked, so me, I talked with you, uh, three people. You were one of the three people that I had talked to about it, just about like, what does this look like? But I think that pivot has helped. But I think the other pivot that really helped us when it came to community, because I think the biggest issue that we were looking at was how do we get connected with our community? And mm-hmm. so we launched something called City Cares. And that really has gotten, probably it's given us the biggest traction um, because we are so integrated with the school district and the community when it comes to serving, uh, that that has just, it's it, the rewards from that have just been huge. Not that we were even seeking anything, but it's just um, really, it's been the marketing that we weren't asking for, um, but it's really helped us in the season for people to feel like, hey, there's a new church here and it's more than just some startup church. They're part of our community. Um, and so that city cares thing has been huge for us. Talk a little bit more about that. What are, what are you guys doing with the school and how how is that unfolding? Yeah, um, like at the beginning of the journey, we felt like God said, be a church that loves and serves before you ever launch. So even before the pandemic, probably like six or seven months, we had been partnering and serving with the community. But when COVID hit, um, that's when we kind of got the vision for City Cares. And um, so some of the things we've been doing, we built out like, 3,000 age-specific, grade-specific bags for uh, families of need. I'm currently right now, which is so crazy, um, leading diversity and inclusion um, with the district. So I'm a bunch of teachers through that training. Uh, Our team's leading pods right now. We just got a call. Um, (laughs) I know I'm shifting my camera, but this is three of nine bikes that we're getting for some kids that have never um, gotten uh, had ridden the bikes before. Um, but John Muir, which is across the street from us called, uh, emailed me the principal and said, Hey, would you be willing to help us with this? So it's just been cool to see them contacting us, like calling us to say, Hey, could you partner with us on these types of things? Um, and so, yeah, we just helped you guys actually partnered with us on this. Uh, Jason, Jason and I probably like, you know, months back, we helped out like 10 families that didn't have housing. So we helped, we helped some families get into some um, intermediate housing. And so just here, Thanksgiving, we helped one of those families uh, get into sustainable housing. So we helped them with their deposit and now they've got a house, they, ha- they got a house for Thanksgiving. Um, so it was just That's super cool. cool to be part of that journey. Um, so just stuff like that. So it's just been cool. It's awesome, man. I think what's, what's really brilliant about that is that you're, you're doubling down on the things that you could do. And I think where a lot of entrepreneurs and business leaders get focused is all the stuff that we can't do. In fact, um, I'm talking about this in the January episode about dealing with our frustration as leaders because we get we get hindered and we think, oh, I can't I can't, I can't do what I used to do, 
but for you, you're making it all up. You're starting from scratch and then you double down on the thing that you could do. And I know that um, all of these efforts that you've done, like I'm sure most entrepreneurs have experienced levels of criticism, pushback. Talk about that. Like you undoubtedly have had some criticism is, is an amazing job as you have done. Uh, how have you dealt with the criticism in this process? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, one of the biggest ones was like, you shouldn't go online right now. I think you look at the beginning of the journey, there was many, even close friends that were like, Oh no, you should just wait. Everything's going to blow over in a few, you know, a few weeks or so. And so I think for me, the criticism was there for sure, but I, I'm like the guy that's just like, if God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. And I just got such a clear word that first week when COVID hit, where I felt God say, um, push forward, don't lean back. That in the midst of those feeling like, oh, you shouldn't or you, you should, it was more like God said it. Now it was just the practicality of how do we, how do we accomplish that? Um, and, and it's funny because at the beginning of the journey of planting before COVID hit, I felt God say the biggest thing that I needed to work on was being adaptable because I'm such a systems guy like, okay, here we got the plan. Let's do it. And we had the plan. And I think that would have hindered. I, I don't know if I'd be where we are today if God hadn't given me that word in the beginning, which was, hey, be mm. adaptable um, to the plans that, that you have. Um, kind of back to your point to just really follow God's plan. So I think for me, I've just been running forward. And it's just like whatever people are thinking outside of partners who are giving guidance and construction um, you know, it's just been like, Hey, I'm, I'm pushing forward. Seize the opportunity has been my big thing. Like, I don't want to miss opportunities. Like I'm sitting in a hub right now because I seize an opportunity to say, Hey, right now there's going to be people that want to rent in the midst of COVID. There's going to be a little window, um, to a church. Most people don't want to rent to a church plant. Um, right. and so, so it's just seizing those opportunities, um, mm. do what God calling us to do. That's really good, man. And I, I love that you know, even as you're looking at the opportunity that's in front of you that you've seized, you know, you new doors are going to open up for you down the road. And you're just, you're not letting those voices uh, from people who criticize people from the outside slow you down. One of the phrases that's been most helpful for me is this concept of moving with the movers, that people that mm -hmm. come, you know, the, the people that have the loudest voice of criticism rarely are moving with the vision they're usually standing in opposition to it. And like you're pouring gas on those people that are with you. And then even as you're like working with the team, it's a new team that's forming in the middle of a pandemic. And I wonder how you're shaping culture and what are some of the things that you keep coming back to that you're saying to your team to keep people focused and cast vision. Give us some of your phrases that you found helpful. Yeah, we've got, we've got a few of those that, it's so funny, and I'm sure you felt this way. It feels like you're just repeating yourself. I feel like sometimes I'm on like repeat all the time, um, but you know, I'm just trying to get our team to get it because we have such a you know our team is different age range from 20 something to 70. So being online was a hard thing for many. But one of the first phrases we used was "kingdom over preference," which is, "Hey, would you be willing to choose God's kingdom over your preference?" Um, because I think that sometimes we get sometimes we get comfortable in our preferences. Um, so that was a, that was a big one that we talked about as a, as a team. Um, another one that we talk about a lot is belong before believe. It's like, how do we create spaces where people can belong to what we're doing before they ever believe? And so that's, that's been a, a big help for our team also. So those are kind of two of our kind of like bigger, bigger phrases that we say, but a, another one that's really grown is 
uh, or real people with real struggles or real mm. people with real stories. Uh, that's been a phrase that's helped us really through the digital aspect of building relationships. Because um, one of the hard things that you have is how do you get vulnerable with people on the screen? And we've worked really hard for that. And it's creating space for people to feel like, hey, we're all real people. We've all got real stories and real struggles. Um, and so those are some big ones that we've been using here recently. But. That's good. How, how have you found, like, in terms of people's ability to hang with you in the midst of this, um, like, what percentage of that initial team that you started with is still with you? And what percent have moved on out of curiosity? That's such a good question. Um, it's so funny, uh, Andy, outside of people moving, we really haven't lost anyone. So we have, uh, three couples who have moved away. Um, one is still kind of engaging with us a bit, but the other ones are still engaging with us because we're still digital. Um, and so, and I'm not saying that that's because of me or anything, but our core team, we've just been just so connected and, we do a lot of team leadership things. And so it's less that they're maybe not with us. Maybe there's some that have the responsibilities are a little bit lower um, because we've had kind of such a high, higher commitment for our leaders. Um, one of the things that we do every month is we do a vision. We do a vision gathering. So we only plan out, which is kind of crazy, but we only plan out a month in advance. So the month before the month coming up, we plan out a month in advance so that we never got disheartened from restrictions that came up. Um, mm -hmm. And so we do a vision gathering every month, like tonight, we have one tonight. Um, and so those vision gatherings are constantly pushing vision of what the, you know, what the next month looks like. So it's actually been for our core team. It's been um, same. We still have the same group of people. Maybe just that's great. And that meeting that, well, how do you structure that time that you have? Yeah. So the vision meeting is usually starts with like wins. So what are some wins from the past month? What are some things that we can work on? Um, what are things that just stuck out to you that helped us to accomplish the vision? So that happens. And then after that, uh, we'll do a little prayer. Um, and then I'm usually setting just kind of the vision for like what the next month looks like. So we'll talk series. Uh, we'll talk about um, any new initiatives that we're taking on with city cares. Um, if we've given like given to families or something like that, we're bringing that up. We're bringing those stories in. Um, and then we're, we're, we're then really assessing um, what's what's that next thing. Because one of the phrases that we also say is like staying adaptable. How do we stay adaptable in this season? So we're usually adjusting um, something to keep people on their toes. I know that sounds crazy, but like we're, sh we're always shifting something just a little bit so we don't have any sacred cows. That's one of the things we talk about because things are moving so quick right now. Um, and so we're just, that's another big thing that we're talking about. How do we stay adaptable and how do we stay pivotable uh, in the midst of the season? That's really good, man. And I, I think that one of the um, most important parts of what you're saying here is that consistency with your team does provide cohesion. And a, a lot of leaders are floundering because they don't have consistent connect points with their teams. So if we only meet every two months or three months in a crisis or when there's a lot changing in the environment, the cadence becomes so huge. So I, I, I'm just, I commend you, man, for putting that in place so rapidly and staying focused and not letting the crisis kind of put a bombshell off and you're in the midst of your team. I, I, I'd love for you to spend just a moment before we wrap up our time together here to talk about um, as you keep showing up, 
and things are changing. What would you say to somebody who is either in, in our industry, us being pastors or business, how would you encourage them to keep showing up in the midst of the season when they don't feel it, when they don't see the same results, maybe that they saw before, uh, how can they keep these guys and these men and women keep showing up? Yeah. Um, I think it's so funny because COVID destroys routine, which is, which we all completely get it. But I think there are some routines that, that at least for me, help me to keep showing up um, that I put in place that I can control. And I think it's finding those things that we can control that we can manage and put those into a rhythm. And so I, I know for myself, the times when I don't want to show up or not even not want to show up, but where I feel like I'm leaning back is when I've, when there's certain things that I'm not controlling in my rhythm and in my path. And so I think there's that, but then I think there's an opportunity. That's one of my words right now is I feel like in, in the business world, no matter if you're church, wherever you're at, um, corporate, there's so many opportunities in this season. And I think it's those who can see past the problem that we're in now to say, what are the opportunities that if I prepare myself for now, I can jump into um, later or in a month. And so it's just trying to follow those trends and allowing yourself to still dream. Um, I think in the midst of planning short, we're still dreaming for the future. And it's all of those steps that are happening now that is helping them move us that direction. And so I just say, keep dreaming, keep hoping. Uh, you know, if you're following God, like, he already knew. Like one of the things I always say is he already knew. He knew we were going to be in a pandemic right now. He knows where we're going to be next week. Um, and so if I just stay focused on him, um, in tune with him, uh, but then get excited about, man, there's opportunities that we can seize. And it's those who don't, who aren't ready for those opportunities that miss them. Um, so yeah. I, just don't, I don't want to miss an opportunity. That's my big thing. So uh -oh. That's good, man. I love the way you connected both the day-to-day -day consistency, your own habits, but then staying flexible and then dreaming into the future. And I know that for so many leaders, they've lost that ability to dream, or it feels like they've lost that ability to dream, but just carving out 10, 15, 20 minutes to say, Hey, where do I want to be a year from now? Where do I want to be five years from now, 10 years from now? One of the things that we've talked a lot about is 10 years looking down the road, 2030, 2031, what do we want to have said to be true about us as mm. a group of people? And sometimes I think a lot of people, when they look at the crisis, they're looking at, okay, what, what can I do to get through it? But one of the questions we've been saying is, who am I becoming in the midst of this? Like, what kind of leader am I becoming? And that, you know, that potency of saying, I want, I want to be somebody who's faithful, who finishes this race strong, who runs all the way to the end. That means day after day after day, I got to keep showing up. And on the end, there'll be a payoff for it. So, huh. man, I, Stacy and I have just been um, so encouraged by you and, and Rachel and your team and uh, the, the faithfulness that you guys have displayed, not given up. And I believe God has great things in store for you guys. I can't wait to watch what happens in the coming years. For anybody that wants more information about your church, where should they go? Yeah, uh, if you go to a new website that we launched in the middle of COVID, um, ourcitycenter.com, uh, they can reach out there and then uh, can email me too on the link below, but anytime, yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today to encourage leaders and uh, helping everybody stay faithful and strong in the midst of this crisis. Oh, thank you for having me. 
As always, our goal here at the Echo Leadership Podcast is to help you get better. So I hope that conversation helped you. If you're new to the tribe, we are so glad that you're joining us. The Echo Leadership Collective is a family of leaders all across the Bay Area striving to get better. We have business leaders, we have entrepreneurs, we have restaurant owners, gym owners, we have tech employees, we have people from all domains of society, so we're glad that you're here with us. If you're new to the tribe, make sure to subscribe. Let us know that you're here. Go to echo.church slash leadership podcast. There you'll find all of our resources, and we would love to continue to help you get better. We look forward to seeing you again on a future episode of the Echo Leadership Podcast.